Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. This is Terry Wickstrom, and we are broadcasting live from Cherry Creek State Park. It is the first annual Outdoor Adventure Expo. I'll be broadcasting here live till 11. We're going to have lots of guests right here. Uh, Chad LaChance will join us in just a little bit. Um, we're going to have guests from Parks and Wildlife joining us. We'll have a, a full show. Nate Zielinski will either, he's going to be here, by the way, but I don't know if we'll get here in time to come live on the radio. We're going to talk a lot of outdoors. We're going to talk a lot about parks and wildlife, the initiatives they've got going on, how it affects us. And as you know, I'm evangelistic about getting people into the outdoors. If you followed my columns in the Denver Post or my radio show, you know that um, to me, the value system, what the cultural value of the outdoors, the, the bonding, the family ties, all those things that go on are unparalleled by any other activity. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. In fact, joining me to talk about this event and just that in particular is Jennifer Churchill. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Well, you know, this is a great event. We'll get to the event in just a second. Sure. But it's been kind of a mantra of mine. I have a few things that I really push through the as in my show. One of them, we talk hunting, and that's yes. don't get ready to go hunting. Stay ready to go hunting. Yes. Be involved. Be outdoors. Take your family on a trip. Go scouting. You yes. know, go practice with your firearm or your bow. All those things. Yes. And once you spend time in the outdoors, there's no... There's no uh, there's no way to tell people what the value is. You have to experience it. Absolutely. But the problem we have is I just wrote a column for the Denver Post this last week. In fact, it's currently up on their website. I talked about that when I grew up, we were an agrarian. We were just coming out of being an agrarian society. Yes. And most people lived where the outdoors was their backyard. Mm -hmm. And people didn't have take us outdoors it was right there yep and we went out now we're an urban society yes and the trappings of life have kind of taken over yeah. the family structure unfortunately there's a lot of broken single families uh and, and there's just a lot of people that i think would really benefit and enjoy the outdoors but they don't know how to get started yes. or they don't know if there's access and that's kind of what this event is about isn't it absolutely i think you really nailed it and i think that I think people don't realize that, you know, going outdoors is the cheapest therapy you could get. Cool. Um, you know, being outside is amazing for your, your soul and your spirit and, and your relationships. And so th those things really build. And you go out, like you said, all year long. You should be out hiking and scouting. If you're a hunter, you should be out there all year long so that that's part of your life. Um, ASA, American Sports Angling Association, did a survey, and this is several years ago. They surveyed adults over 40. Mm -hmm. And they said, what is your greatest memory growing up with your parents? 52% was an outdoor activity, fishing, hunting, camping, mm -hmm. okay? The next was a sporting event that was 12%. Yeah. People don't realize when you get away from the trappings of life with your friends, your family, your kids, your spouse, you don't have to say what's going on in life because yes. you, you got the, the therapy, like you said, of the water and the outdoors and the trappings. You just talk. Absolutely. And, and you share. Yeah. And and it's just a, it's just you create memories and bonding that will last you your lifetime yeah so you know and that's what this event's about this event is the it's all it's for everybody who loves the outdoors definitely to come here 
but it's for people who maybe wanted to try it out. Now, it's a little cool today. Yes, but it's, a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's a great day to get out. There's not going to be long lines this morning. You can get in. It's free. It is free. And, and that's, free to that's get the in the part. park and free to come here. What are people going to see if they come here today? Oh, people are going to see so many things, Terry. It's really great. We have three separate areas today. So we've got all outdoor recreation opportunities. We have a shooting area, which has archery and, and some air rifles to shoot. And then over in the boating area, we've got a bunch of different boating and our aquatics team explaining how we manage water. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize what it takes to manage some of the outdoors. And for folks that are new to this, you know, sometimes it is intimidating. If you're a single mom and you grew up in a city, you might not want to go out camping. You know, you might be a little intimidated by the idea of doing that. And so we really want to take any of the concern out of that for folks. We've got all these different opportunities. We've got talks in the amphitheater. We're going to teach folks how they can do this. And we'll hold your hand and we'll walk you through. We, we have all these experts here today. We've got fantastic people from all different kinds of groups uh, supporting uh, different boating, different fishing, uh, again, the shooting sports. And all our partners are out here. They're going to have all kinds of activities. We can do some biking. We'll do some pony rides. We've got fishing. Uh, we have, like I said, kayaks and paddle boards down in the boating area. And again, talk so you can come uh, meet some of the experts. And we're all here to help. I mean, at Colorado Parks and Wildlife, like you said, all of us grew up in the outdoors. And so to us, this is second nature. This is what we want to be doing. And we want to share that because we know how much, like you said, it built memories with our families that we want to share with everybody else. Well, you're, ab you're absolutely right. Now, I want to emphasize again that there's absolutely no charge to come out here. Correct. Today. There's no charge to get in the park. Just drive right in. There's a big sign that says free park day. Yes. Come over. When you come in, come in off Parker Road at entrance. That's how people Yeah, it's all on the, it. on the east side yeah, today. Yeah, come in. When you get past the um, past the the entrance where it says no 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 fee, yes, just take a right on the tower loop. It's the first major right. Yep. Drive down the road. You'll see event parking. You won't see much of the event. Yeah. You'll think I do. I have to walk like a two miles, but right where you park, you just walk over a little knoll. Yes. And it's all right here. And there's I don't know how many vendors. More and... than forty. We got more than forty exhibitors here, which is fantastic for a first year. We're really excited about that. I think we've got a lot of cool things for people to do. And like you said, it is a little cool this morning, but I say no lines. So I think people could come out right now and get a chance to try all of these activities, um, get a shot at them, and, and we'll take you through. I think it's a great opportunity to try these things, um, and we'll be here for you. We'll help, we'll help you figure it out, and maybe you'll find your new adventure, and that's what we want to have people do. We want them to find an adventure that their family or their kids or their friends, you can get outside and enjoy what we have in Colorado because that's really what makes Colorado special is our beautiful outdoors. Oh, it really is. And, folks, i got to tell you, I'm sitting here with a sweatshirt and a fleece on. Jennifer's sitting next to me in just a light shirt with a light vest, so she's I'm making good. she's making me look like a wuss out here. So <laughs> I want you no to worries. know that she's and you camped out here last. I night. did. I Stayed like it cool. Actually, I did. Well, you know this Cherry Creek's. A, if people have never been out here, what a great time to come out and learn about this park. Definitely, because you know it's right in the middle. Everybody drives by Cherry Creek Dam yes. on two twenty five, and you probably think, oh, it's got to be just a zoo and it's a mess yeah it's you an oasis in. we had a deer standing right there watching us yes. set up today right right there he watched us he sat and watched us set up and he was kind of looking like you know and there's it is like being it is outdoors here yes. there's the trees and uh, there's wildlife here all the time absolutely and of course there's great fishing here at yes, Cherry Creek very Reservoir. much so. we'll be talking about that during the course of the day, yeah. um, there's potential for not only state record, but world record walleyes in Cherry Creek Reservoir. Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, and it's just an incredible, incredible fishery. 
Um, and there's, how, I, I can't even remember how many campsites there are here. I don't know if you know. But I don't know the number off the top of my head. We've got a lot of campsites, though, and um, they do book up. People love Cherry Creek, which is great. But the thing is, this is such a great intro point, you know. But uh, if you can come midweek in the summer or plan ahead to camp, um, book your reservation, put it on your calendar, and then come on out. I think it's, a again, a good opportunity if you're nervous about wildlife or things like that. Um, here you might have deer, you might have coyotes, but for the most part, you know, it's kind of a good uh, step in your foot in the water to trying camping because at least you feel if you're intimidated again by being really out in the in the back country you know you can drive a little ways and you can get to a 7-eleven and get yourself a coffee that's <laughs> uh, always important right yeah, yeah. You know, I, for some folks you know that's really going to make or break whether or not mom or dad wants to come out so All right and it's an easy place to take your kids fishing there's a swim beach here Definitely. There's, yeah. there's a lot going on i think there's a shooting range on the far end is that still that's there? correct yeah that no, is still there there are also uh stables here um the marina does all kinds of cool stuff and they actually have a great event center over there and they've been doing a tiki beach this summer they told me, um, and they've had concerts and fun stuff like that. Um, the boating is tremendous here. I mean, it's definitely very popular. People when the come water out. gets very warm. Yeah, now, we're getting does. towards the end of the season. You're going to see less of the beach activities, more of the fishing more and that kind fishing. of thing. Yeah. But great trails. A lot of people come just walk the trails here for exercise. Absolutely. Just drive in. And so bike through, too. Let's go through again what kind of events, if people come down here, yes. what are they going to see? It's the it's the inaugural event. Yes. And we're going to learn from this. Because yeah. next year we'll be better at Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We'll get better. Yeah, I mean, you guys want this to be an annual event. Yes. And and we, and we the first time there's always, how do we get the word out? Yeah. Those kind of things. That's right? the hard part, you know? too. And, and how do you predict the weather, right? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. <laughs> Never you know what? It's, it's, it's Colorado, and it's not bad. And no. And you're going to go out, put a jacket on, come out and enjoy this. But tell me, again, all the things, if either if I'm an adult or a child yes. or with somebody, what can I do? Absolutely. You can come out today and you can sample archery. You can shoot some air rifles. We've got biking. We have rock climbing. We have a rock wall, which is super cool. Um, we do have pony rides. We've got some outdoor games set up. So if you want to just learn some fun games to do around the campsite, we've got those going on. We've got uh, fishing, paddle boarding. Uh, we have kayaking. Uh, we just have a, a whole bunch of stuff. And, we're also and there's have somebody some... here to help you with each one of those. Yes. So you're not going to, oh, that's not going to be on your own. No. So if you want to come out and learn about fishing, even if you don't fish today, Yep. You can come out, and they're going to show you what's going on, tell you how you could get started. Definitely. I know Nate Zielinski is going to be giving a, a seminar. Chad Lachance is sitting right behind me here. He's going to be on the radio in just a few minutes. Okay. These guys are going to be here to talk to people. Yeah. And come by and say hi to me. I love it when people come by. I'll be here till about noon. I'll broadcast till 11. But I love it when people. I get to meet people and yeah. interact. Because, you know, it's always one way on the radio. Of so course. We, we want to we wanna know people are engaged. Yeah, and, you want to hear from listen. people. Yeah. And that's the thing. This is about sharing these experiences. I think, like I said, all of us really understand what a difference the outdoors made in our lives. So we want to share this with everybody. So we're here for you. You know, we'll be here for you after the event too. We have 41 great state parks. We have more than 300 state wildlife areas. We provide so much opportunity, but I don't think everybody knows there's hidden gems all over the state. Cherry Creek is uh, definitely a, a linchpin. People love it here. And um, it is it is very well loved, but we've got like I said, forty other parks around the state, and I encourage people to get out and try all of them. You know, it's, especially midweek if you have a chance during the summer, that's a good time. Uh, a little less crowded, a little more opportunity to get out there and enjoy everything. Well, today will be a great day too because people yes. are starting to come in, but it's certainly not crowded, and you could come out here and experience all this. Tell me again the hours. It's today and tomorrow. What are the hours? Yeah, today Saturday will be open nine to five. Tomorrow Sunday we will ha be here nine to four. Um, and again, the weather changes in Colorado. As you know, if you lived here a long time, oh. uh, the weather could change. 
Uh, it's probably going to warm up a bit, and uh, now they're calling for no rain tomorrow. So uh, and a, you get a little bit of sunshine in this yeah. weather, and it's beautiful out. Absolutely, you're actually starting to get the trees starting to change a little bit, even here and yep, everything. Yeah, a little so bit of leaf peeping the... happening, so that's fun too. We like to people do like to do that as well. Um, we'll have some hiking and walks going on as well, and we've got all these great partners. You can go to our parade. So where parks. is there a starting point? People come in. Yeah. So basically, we we did make a we made a temporary parking area here on the field. Uh, so like you said, when you come in the main entrance on the, on the east side all the event is mostly or it's all on the east side today but the west side is open if you head in on parker road you're gonna get into the park and hang a right head towards the campgrounds and so there's a sign and some folks out there that'll get you into the parking lot over here and uh we've got some maps out so people know where they're going we have shuttles going so you can ride to d the two different areas and see what's going on and like i said everyone's here to help we'll we'll teach you we'll spend some time with you and and we want to turn everybody into some sort of passionate outdoors person whatever your passion is well there's a lot going going on so get out here come out and say hi to me come and enjoy this jennifer thanks for joining us thanks, thanks for being here thanks for putting on this event oh thank you for being here you guys have a great day terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by honey smoked fish companies honey smoked salmon the secret is in the fire terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by sun power sports colorado's largest motorcycle and atv dealer we are broadcasting live from Cherry Creek State Park for the first inaugural Outdoor Adventure Expo. And we're going to be here all day. I'll be broadcasting till 11. I'll hang around till, uh, till noon. I love it when people come out and meet me. I might even have a giveaway or two later. So come out and see us. There's, there's shooting ranges out here. There is archery. There's BB guns. There's fishing going on with instructors. There is uh, just booths there's 40 some exhibitors out here talking about camping fishing paddle boarding it's a little brisk but you know what gets you into that fall spirit joining me now talking about the fall spirit somebody who loves the cold <laughs> chad lachance <laughs> good morning chad oh good morning terry but jokes aside i i love this change in the seasons finally and it's great for uh, hunters and fishermen out there i think there are a bunch of archery guys this weekend are glad to see it oh yeah well, you know, speaking of the change in the seasons this is the time of the year when the brown trout can really get active. And you had the opportunity to join a biologist, I believe, and do some electrofishing on the Colorado River. Now, they weren't electrofishing to keep them, folks. Yeah, they yeah, were, they yeah. were, we they got were, a limit, no time yeah, period. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> if that doesn't work, then dynamite. You <laughs> yeah, know? Right. But, but you're out there sampling the, both the fish and the forage. Yes, sir. So, uh, and then, we're, then you got to do some fishing. I want to talk to you about that. First, what was that experience like? Well, it, you know, we as outdoorsmen think we know what's going on in the ecosystem, and, and I'm familiar with the, with the forage species in the Colorado River. I fished the river for many, many years since I was a kid. Uh, I was astounded at some of the stuff that we saw when John Eward, who's the, the biologist that manages that area of the state for, for fisheries, started, uh, started electrofishing for, for bait fish. And uh, the number of sculpin in the Colorado River was unbelievable. Like every rock you flipped had a sculpin underneath it. And it, it made me, as a guy that normally fishes streamers or jigs a lot in the river, know why that's been working for me yeah. uh and i'll focus on it even more but uh the amount of of mountain whitefish and big giant salmon flies and you know the things that were in the river that were surprising to me but the biggest one being the small bait fish and I've, you know we learned that that the average size brown trout from say gore canyon down is right around 15 inches that's a five-year-old fish and by that point in his life he's 
the vast majority of his diet will be those sculpin and those uh, those mountain whitefish as opposed to the bugs that we classically think of. And that's what you were talking to the biologist about. Now, you and I both fly fish. Yes, sir. We do, and we love to fly fish. We do all types of fishing. Yes. But I would say our bread and butter, and we're probably very similar. We have some different lures that we do, but if there's one lure that you and I throw a lot, it's a jig. Yes, sir. And, and then the streamer on a fly rod is much like a jig. It's a very similar presentation. And I know some uh, fly fishermen... They get adamant about wanting to put flies and get a perfect drift. And, and that's an incredible way to fish. And it's, it's an art, and it's a great experience. And I love doing that. But that's not the most efficient way to catch big brown trout. No, not particularly browns. You know, very much pishcavores. They like to eat other fish. And, uh, and, yes, they'll eat a bug if it hits them in the face. I'll eat a potato chip if it's sitting right here, too. But the reality of the situation is they're looking for a steak all the time. And, uh, and, and what really was surprising to me was the volume of steaks available to them in the river. I would have thought it was the, you know, haphazard every now and then I can catch a fish. But the reality of the situation is there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of sculpin available to them all the time. And and therefore, they, they've got a four-inch, you know, 300-calorie meal they can eat in one shot. And that takes a lot of mayflies to make up for that. And, and I think the lesson here is whether you're fly fishing or conventional fishing a stretch like the Colorado River, um, you may want to go to hopper droppers. You may want to make precise presentations. And you're probably going to get a lot more bites, actually, because you're going to catch more of those 12 to 14-inch fish. And it's a wonderful outing and a great way to fish. Yep. But if you really want to target those big browns this time of the year, which really get active, this is the time. You know, if you're a fly fisherman, get out the streamers. Absolutely. Imitate a minnow or a crayfish. If you're a conventional fisherman, uh, a jig or even a, a a jerkbait or a crankbait. Yeah. yeah, a big hard plug is hard to beat in the river, you know. And, and some people say, oh, I don't want to treble hooks or whatever. Fine, put a single hook on it, smash your barbs. That's what I always do. Uh, no problem, but it, but a big minnow plug of some sort will get you bites. A tube jig. I caught a ten pound rainbow this week uh, up there, which is pretty pretty amazing rainbow on a four inch tube jig with a three quarter ounce jig head in it, pinned to the bottom and just ticking the rocks with it. So that's a really Probably, good way to catch a you know, giant. Normally we would think that was imitating a crayfish, but in those situations, I'll bet it was imitating a four inch sculpin. Well, what I did learn, Terry, is there's almost no crayfish in the Colorado River and uh, or the Blue River, and so that's really not available prey species to them, but sculpin by the jillion and a brown tube jig four inches long is a pretty especially with a big jig head in is a pretty good match for that well and big big lures catch big fish yeah no they, doubt they, no there's doubt. there's no question about that it's uh um it, it's just you you're going to limit your number of bites when you go to bigger lures there's no question about although i've seen some awfully small fish go suicidal well, on some big baits. Say so you get a big floating uh, floating hard plug in the river, you're going to put a ton of bites. I mean, you're going to get a ton of bites doing that right now. Well, my favorite way to fish the Colorado River this time of the year is to drift it. Yep. And, and when I have drifted it, we use fly rods, mm -hmm. and we have a conventional rod with us, uh -huh. but it's take big, ugly, multi-leg streamers yep. and pound the bank like I'm bass fishing yep. and then just strip them back as quick as I can and, and just go out there. And I think the biggest problem that especially maybe casual fly fishermen have fishing streamers is they, they forget about the drift. Forget about yeah, right. subtle presentations. Right. Those are all there's a time and a place for that. But when you're chasing these big browns and they're chasing these big sculpins and the little whitefish minnows and other trout. And other trout, yeah. And and they're in there eating. Um, they're not expecting a subtle presentation. These no. fish are going to panic when they see them. Yep. They're going to make noise when they break the surface. Yep. Splash it out there. Let them know it's there. Give it some strip, some action. Don't worry about drift. I mean, the idea is to 
make that thing come alive. The hardest part I had with the fly rod the other day was getting enough speed out of it because we had wind blowing up current and my stuff didn't want to swing like I wanted it to uh, because the wind was blowing the other yeah. way. Oh, yeah. And so to generate the amount of speed that I needed to get the fish to commit to it was, was the most <laughs> difficult part of it. I caught my biggest fish of the day out with the biologist, by the way, on a five-inch long streamer fly, not on the conventional tackle. Uh, went back the next day and got the giant on the conventional tackle. But uh, but the whole key to it is the speed, and that's what gets them to go. They're, they want it to run from them. They want that food to run from them. That's what they're expecting it out of it. It triggers that and predatory and instinct. Absolutely, and they turn and chase it down and grab it. Well, I'll, I'll tell I wrote an article for Fishing Facts magazine, and this predates my in fisherman days. That's how long ago it goes. It's prob- I don't know. It was probably three decades ago. But the essence of the article was I'm going to aggravate my fly fishing friends by telling them I can catch more and bigger brown trout on a it was a marabou jig. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And because yep. we weren't fishing gulp minnows. In a lot of places, you can't use scented baits. Right, so. right, right. And you could use the Havoc tubes, though. Yep, And absolutely. you can use, but marabou is a great, you know, and marabou is probably as close to fly fishing with a conventional rod as you can get. Yeah. You put a little lead head on it so you can cast it a little better. With a fly line, you have the line to get it out there. Yep. But fishing a marabou jig is very, very much like fishing streamers. Well, a mutual friend of ours, Troy Coburn, has turned that into a into a, a straight-up art. He's tying literally streamer patterns and marabou jigs that are exactly the same. The only difference being is the jig is slightly heavier so he can throw it on the spinning rod, but the pattern itself that he's tying is exactly the same. So there you've blurred the areas. Am I fly fishing or am I conventional tackle? And it really becomes how you're presenting it. You're presenting the same thing two different ways marabou is a great choice uh, we did a show on the yampa river up at yampa river state park it just aired here and just absolutely slaughtered them on little marabou jigs uh same thing in delaney butte so if you want a real close to fly fishing but not fly fishing marabou jigs close as you're going to get but the key thing to keep in mind with a lot of these bait fish is they're right on the bottom this is not a high in the water column deal so you've got to keep your baits tight to the bottom like, like i said that big rainbow i caught i caught him on a four inch tube jig with a three quarter ounce lead head in it that's that's deep water baits by most people's standards, but it's because I want that thing to stay on the bottom no matter what. Chad, we're out of time, but you're going to be hanging around here. Yes, sir. I'll be here all day, and I'm looking forward to it. We've been seeing deer walk by, and, I mean, people everywhere. There's food. It smells good. It feels like fallout. It's a great event. I'll be here all day. I'm walking around with Dan Swanson, fellow fishing guy. I got my dog Danger with me, so I'm easy to spot. So come by and say hi. And got a may, pocket full of stickers, And too. we may get you back on the show here a little later. And Love of course, to do it. Chad, Chad is a regular on the show again. Glad to have him back. Chad, as always, uh, we had some... Uh, Sponsor conflicts that made it <laughs> difficult, but now everything's straightened out, and we are glad to have you part of the show again. Oh, it's great to be part of it again, and I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Hey, let's go. Chad's going to leave us, but let's go right back to the phones. And joining us from Adventure Camper is Ray. Good morning, Ray. Hi, Terry. How are you, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay, but you could pull one of your RVs down here, and I could uh, get in there and have a cup of coffee and relax. <laughs> and uh, You know, I know you got, You want to tell us about the show you were at because you went to see a lot of the new features right. and stuff. But I'll tell you what, Ray, you know, we're back here at Cherry Creek Reservoir. It's the, it's the Outdoor Adventure Expo, and we're set up in a campground in the Coyote Loop, in fact, at Cherry Creek. And uh, there's people walking around everywhere. There's tents. But this is a campsite normally that we've converted for the expo. And mm-hmm. while we were setting up, the deer were watching us right here. You know, the lake's right across the road. They've got the swim beach, the fishing. You feel like you're out in the woods here, Ray. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful setup over there. And, you know, obviously very convenient for all the Denverites that uh, just want to get out of the house a little bit and get some fresh air and not necessarily have to drive a couple hours. Well, you know, the great thing, too, is some people are hesitant to take off up in the mountains on their first camping or fishing or hiking trip, uh, they could get an RV from you, you know, get a reservation at Cherry Creek or Chatfield, but say right here at Cherry Creek, 
get a reservation. You're not that far away. They don't have to worry about pulling it very far. Ten minutes. And 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 they they can they can do this, but if they really need to go to Seven Eleven get a cup of coffee, it's like six minutes away. It's there. You know, and, yeah. And 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 you've got help here. You're not. You're not in the wilderness if something happens. I mean, you can test the outdoors in a very controlled situation, yet you feel like you're outdoors. What a great way to start camping. Yeah, no, it is, absolutely. We, it, actually, we recommend that to a lot of the customers that uh, buy trailers from us. It's, it's a great way, either Cherry Creek or Chatfield, to take a shakedown cruise with it and just make sure you figure out how to use everything and work it and everything else. So, yeah, it's a great way to go. Now, I got to ask you, you told us last week you were going back to check out some new models of uh, campers. What'd you find? Anything just jump out at you? You got to yeah, tell us. Yeah, well, lots it. of good stuff coming down the way. A um, couple of our manufacturers, Solaire being one, they, they make some of our higher end uh, and larger travel trailers. They're taking a, a lot of um, features from the fifth wheel market, such as side entertainment systems that you know, just easier to sit there and watch on the couch without having to crane your neck one direction or another. Those are coming out in a couple styles. Uh, the Solaire is making a few great products. So we'll probably see these come in in December, January. Uh, Sonoma, which is our top-of-the-line trailer, has got some great new additions. Um, so, yeah, a lot of neat stuff coming out in the industry right now. Well, if somebody wants to come look at some of that stuff or talk to you about it, Ray, how do they find you? We are uh, right down the road from where you're at right now. We're near Arapahoe Road and Jordan, um, about 10 minutes away from Cherry Creek. You can find us on the web at AdventureCamper.com. And I'll tell you what, folks, you go by uh, Ray's place. They rent and they sell uh, trailers, and you won't find nicer people. Ray, I mean this with all my heart. You guys are so courteous and so genuine when we come by. You're, you're small enough where you give everybody personal service, but big enough where you can fit everybody's needs we we love having you on board ray we're, we're like cheers uh, everybody knows your name all right thank you ray have a good one terry bye you bet terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by sun power sports colorado's largest motorcycle and atv dealer terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by sportsman's warehouse America's premier outfitter. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us is uh, Sean Dunleavy. Sean, good morning. Hey. Just so you know, I got Gary Thorson sitting next to me, too. He's going to be on after you. He's he's sitting here. I think he put the headphones on to keep his ears warm. (laughs) (laughs) How are you this morning, Sean? I am doing outstanding. Thank you. I'll tell you what. You know, this uh, the cooling and the weather... uh, is going to get right to what you and I wanted to talk about. Now, we're going to talk about your park. What we're going to talk about is the weather changes, the fishing changes, and what happens at your park changes. And this could really kick it off. But before we do that, you're at uh, St. Brain State Park. It's still hard for me not to say Barber Ponds, but it's so much more than that. Why don't you tell people where the park is located and describe it? Sure. It's actually very easy to find, and it's a great location. If you just head north on I-25, as soon as you get to the Highway 119 exit, the Longmont exit, we're right off of that exit, so we're right at that corner. Um, A lot of people have probably driven by us many times before and seen all the trailers out here, um, the trailers and RVs, and not maybe known that we were a state park, but that's us right there. And even though you see a lot of RVs and trailers, what's really great about this park is we've got 11 fishable ponds right now. 
Yeah, it really has grown over the years. I remember when there was three or four ponds for barber ponds going back into the 80s, and you've added, and some of them sizable, and there's a few that allow fairly significant boats on them. Yeah, we've actually got uh, the largest pond now, and the only one that has a boat ramp, it's limited to 10 horsepower or less, is the Blue Heron Reservoir. Um, that's an 80-acre pond that does have a boat ramp, but you can still put a boat on all the rest of the pond so long as it's something you know, like an inflatable canoe, kayak, that you can pick up and hand launch. If you can put it onto the pond without putting a trailer in the water, you're going to be able to go on any of those ponds. Well, and I've got some kayaks, and I do some kayak fishing. I know a lot of the kayak guys love there. Now, you wanted to talk a little bit about during the course of the summer when the water is warmer in those ponds, you have a lot of warm water fishing, and warm water fishing can vary from day to day and season to season. You've got bluegills and bass, and I believe you've got walleyes in one of those lakes, and there's just a variety of fishing. But we're here at the Outdoor Adventure Expo. We're talking about getting kids outdoors. Well, as we get into the fall and the water cools, you get stocked pretty heavily with catchable trout, and that just opens up an opportunity, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, warm water fishing um, did vary some this summer between fair and good, depending on the species and a person's um, fishing abilities and a little luck, of course. But uh, now with uh, fall coming on, um, probably by the end of this month, I never want to guarantee anything, but it seems historically and it should be that by the end of this month, we're going to stock with trout. And once we stock with trout, um, my opinion is that this is one of the best places in the whole state to take kids and new anglers or even experienced anglers who just want to ca catch a fair number of fish in a day because from uh, late September until probably mid to early, or early to mid-May, this is probably one of the best places to catch those 10 to 12-inch stock trout. Um, it may sound like I'm exaggerating, but it's not uncommon at all on good days to talk to fishermen who are catching 40 to 60 fish an hour. Now, of course, they're not keeping all those. A lot of them are doing catch and release only, and the limit's only four. But um, catching 60 fish in an hour is just an amazing thing to be able to do. Well, it really is. It's a tremendous opportunity. You know, the whole purpose of the expo at Cherry Creek here today is not only to talk to the experienced outdoors person, but to let people, you know, I just wrote a column for the Denver Post. It's this week. I write a weekly column. It was about how when I grew up, we were just transforming from an agrarian society where the outdoors was our backyard to an urban society. But yet there's a huge, huge interest in being outdoors. People still love nature. And it, sometimes it's just getting started in a safer, controlled environment. You know, Cherry Creek is one of those. So is St. Vrain, where if you want to come out there and camp or even just for the day, there's restaurants in a 7-Eleven five minutes away if you want a Subway sandwich and a cup of coffee. Yet you can be right out there fishing and camping and hiking, and you can gradually get yourself in. And getting kids started fishing, the stock trout in Colorado are the panfish of where I grew up in Minnesota, where you'd catch a bluegill with a bobber in every weed bed. Well, now when you stock these trout, especially when the water cools, these kids need some action. They just need to catch a fish or two. They could do power bait on the bottom. It doesn't have to be a fancy. They can do a bobber with a worm. They can learn to cast a spinner. And all of a sudden, they're catching fish, and they're just having a great time. And I think that's really what you're getting at, Sean. It's just such an awesome opportunity. Oh, yeah, and all those methods work here. And you're right, there's, there's probably not a fast food restaurant you can name that's not right out the right out the park entrance, but at the same time, we really do have a lot more wildlife than people would imagine being right off the road. I mean, we've got 
both mule and whitetail deer in the park, turkeys in the park. I see mink um, relatively often. Um, it's a better place for bird watching than people would probably know, probably almost as good as many of the other state parks that are known for it. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Now, also, there's other things besides the fishing. I think coming up in October, you have an archery clinic there. That's right. On October 21st, we have an introduction to archery clinic, and we've already had some archery clinics this year, and they've been quite successful. This particular one is October 21st from 8.20 to 11.20 in the morning, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but if you go to the clinic and you ask Jennifer why the, why the clinic starts at 8.20 instead of 8 or 8.30, she'll probably let you know. Um, there's a minimum age limit. Everybody has to be 12 years old or older, and it's limited to only 12 people. So I imagine it's going to fill up pretty fast. Yeah, so people, information on the website, they need to get signed up. You know, another thing, you know, another thing, you know, obviously my my background was fishing and hunting and, of course, camping. But watching wildlife or just enjoying the parks – Biking, getting out and hiking are tremendous events that you can take advantage in almost all the parks. I'm seeing some bikes go by on the trail right here in front of me right now. And you have a, a an event. I think it might be with more than your park, but I think it's the end of this month. There's an event that's called Bike Your Park. Is that right? That's right. Bark, bike. Uh, almost said it wrong. Bike Your Park Day, a little tongue twister for me, um, which was led by the Adventure Cycling Association. This is the second year. And so first year we're doing it, but second year it's going to be lots of parks doing it on September the 30th. If you come on into the park at 9 a.m., so it is a parks pass required, but if you come in at 9 with your bike, a helmet, and some water for the trail ride, the uh, park manager is actually going to lead a, a ride around the park. I think it's going to be planning on a mile to a mile and a half park uh, bike ride, so pretty short. And that's also, we've got some sponsors on that. We've got Two Brothers Bicycles, the Firestone Police Department, and the local fire department are all sponsors for that event. Well, I think you know, we're, we're out of time here now, Sean, but I think the, the message we really want to get out is you don't have to drive two or three hours into the wilderness to enjoy taking a kid fishing, to ride your bike, to do some camping. State Parks has facilities right here in the metropolitan areas, and St. Brain is certainly one of those with a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Sean. Yeah, thank you. You bet. That's Sean Dunlevy from uh, St. Varane. You know, Gary, you got the on. We can probably got his mic on. So, Gary Thorson, you're going to be coming on next. You and I have known each other for years. You've been part of parks for parks and wildlife for as long as I can remember. Um, there are just are tremendous facilities so close to home. Oh, we do, Terry, and it's great to see you again. Great it's, to see it's, you. It's been a little while, so. And it looks like the, the sun might be trying to come out a little bit. That so. might be. Well, you're gonna, we're <laughs> going to take a break. When we come back, you're going to talk about the Wildlife Federation. Is that right? Well, the Wildlife Council. The council, right. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Salmon, the Honey Smoke Fish from the Honey Smoke Fish Company. If you haven't tasted this stuff, it is off the charts in my it's in my refrigerator all the time colorado company but the secret is in the fire we are broadcasting live from the cherry creek state park it is the inaugural outdoor uh expo uh, and it's aimed at getting people outdoors and somebody who knows very well what that mission is like is joining me from colorado parks and wildlife gary thornson gary it's been forever since we sat down together but we've known each other for a long long time 
That's right, Terry. It's great to see you again, and, and really appreciate you being out here at the park. Well, you were always a tremendous partner, and I, I mentioned to this to you earlier that I think the partnership that Parks and Wildlife and my radio show has forged, you know, you guys have been part of my show since 1998, and I think that added a huge credibility to my show as far as we were bringing the, the authoritative people on the show, the people with the message that's coming from the people who run it. And I think we were, uh, and I, I'd like to pat myself on the back and say I think we do a great job of giving you a forum to get your message out too. Absolutely, I, we have uh, you know staff all over the state, you know, doing all kinds of uh, outdoor activities and and management of our wildlife, management of our state park system, and they all love being on the show. And uh, we have always a long list of of staff members that. Uh, would love to come on and share great information about the programs and all the great things that our agency does. Hey, don't tell anybody, but I think the sun has poking out. Oh, We're going to have right. a great day here. It's beautiful out here at Cherry Creek. Hey, uh, one of the things you're involved in is the Wildlife Council. I don't think a lot of people even know that exists. What's the Wildlife Council? Well, the Wildlife Council, and I think there's probably a number of folks that have seen the advertisements on TV, the Hug a Hunter, Hug an Angler ads, and... Uh, but to give a little background, back in 1998, uh, sportsmen in Colorado felt that there's a lot of people, maybe a lot of people that were moving to the state, didn't understand the role that sportsmen play in, in wildlife management and in conservation of our natural resources. And so they um, worked with the legislature and got a law passed that created the Wildlife Council, and it's a nine-member council, and the representatives are, are sportsmen, uh, hunters, anglers from all over the state. Uh, there's a county and a city government representative, and uh, this group meets uh, on a regular basis, and they receive funding from license sales. They get a 75-cent surcharge on every hunting and fishing license that's sold, and that money goes into... Uh, in, into an account that is used for really a media campaign uh, to to share with the the folks in the state about the great things that uh, uh, that are done, you know, with with hunting and fishing dollars. Well, I I couldn't agree more. I uh, when I see uh, the green movement and I see the ecologists and the environmentalists. I say, welcome aboard. It's about time you came and helped us. Because as a hunter and fisherman, I've been so concerned about these resources. I'm taking my grandkids and my son up fishing later this week. Well, I want them to be able to take their grandkids and their children up fishing. And the, I, I preach over and over the value of being in nature, the cultural value, the, the bonding that goes on and what it brings. But the North American model for years has been the license buyer pays for everybody. Now, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but people need to understand the reason almost all the funding for parks and wildlife comes from user fees. That's correct. And now if you're going to manage the wildlife so that people are flocking up to Estes Park, the, the Elk Festival, I think, might even be today or next weekend, I think it is, and Rocky Mountain National Park to see the elk bugling and all those type of things. Well, wildlife watching is tremendous economic impact but to manage that wildlife is hunters and anglers' funds. That's correct. Yeah, hunters and, and anglers, you know, in buying their licenses, uh, that money goes right back into, you know, 
managing wildlife and helping endangered species and and providing you know all these great outdoor opportunities for hunters and anglers. What are some of the economic impacts of hunting, fishing, wildlife watching is way more than people think, isn't it? It is. You know, just hunting and fishing contribute $2.8 billion to Colorado's economy. And, uh, you know, that's about the same as the ski industry, which is oh. huge. I think wildlife watching is even, it's up there over a billion itself, too. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's, there's a huge number of folks that are, that are, you know, watching wildlife, all kinds of species around the state. Well, when, when you do this, hug the hunter, hug the angler, mm-hmm. um, uh, here's, a, here's a great example that came to mind to me during this last legislative, legislative uh, when we were looking for funding for Parks and Wildlife. One legislator, and I took him to task in the newspaper, I read a column for the Denver Post, said, well, that money should go to rural hospitals. Well, it isn't an either or, you know, and... That rural community that needs that hospital, without the money from hunters, anglers, and wildlife watchers, may not even exist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand that there's restaurants and lodges and small motels and stores that wouldn't even exist if they didn't have the outdoor public. That's correct. You know, in fact, hunting and fishing create and support 27,000 jobs uh, in small towns and in rural communities around the state. So what's the, before we run out of time, what's the message that Gary Thornton wants to get out to the outdoor public about the Wildlife Council? Well, I think, you know, we want to just really thank the sportsmen, you know, for their role that they play in protecting the state's, you know, wildlife and natural habitat and, you know, just the major economic contributions that they provide. And, uh, you know, I think out here at the park we've got, um, um the hug a hunter display we've got a, a new origami oh that's elk. right you got this elk you've got a display over here it's an elk that looks like it's made out of money it, it looks like it's been a, a dollar folded up into a life-size elk but there'll also be a, a fish that will launch in march and uh, these are used as part of the campaign and so we'd really like people to you know to you know certainly watch the tv ads but then also on facebook and we've got uh hugahunter.com where you can get all the information about this campaign and about you know just the contributions that uh, hunters and anglers make to the economy well and a, even a better step and one of the reasons this expo is going on right now when you see that hug an angler hug a hunter it's a two-way street how about the angler and the hunter takes the neighbor out fishing or hunting or introduces them to the outdoors, just what this expo is for. Because if we don't have support for our resources, if people don't, if paying people don't participate, it's going to end up with just a pay-to-play somewhere. And and there won't be resources for the outdoor recreational enthusiast. Well, that's right. And that's why we thought an event like this at this park, you know, where we could uh, get people connected, you know, to a lot of our staff and a lot of other organizations that, that provide these outdoor opportunities, uh, that this would be just a great opportunity for people that, that are thinking about getting connected to the outdoors. Um, they can come out and talk with people and and build friendships and, and find out how they can do that. And what Gary's talking about is we're broadcasting live today at Cherry Creek Reservoir from the outdoor, the inaugural Outdoor Adventure Expo. 
everything is free here today. There's over 40 vendors. I'll be broadcasting till 11. I'll hang around till noon. The famous Chad LaChance is walking around here somewhere. I don't know where he went off to, but you'll see him walking his dog around. Uh, Nate Zielinski, who will join us next, is coming out here to do a seminar. But there's staff set up here with boats and with archery and with BB guns and with information. So here's a safe environment that you can come out right, right in town, come here free today, walk around, learn a little bit, and then maybe next week you'll come back and fish off the shore at Cherry Creek, or you'll, you'll come on the next warm day and go paddleboarding, or maybe it'll give you enough confidence to venture up to some of the close mountain parks. But the idea is to get you out. There are so many resources in Colorado for the outdoor enthusiast, and we just really need them to take advantage of them. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's a little cool, but just throw on a light jacket and uh, you'll have a, a lot of fun today. So please come out to Cherry Creek State Park. All right. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Terry. You bet. Ch Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Honey Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire.